Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, you're listening to the Saving You Is Killing Me podcast hosted by me, Andrea Seidel. I'm the author and founder of Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. This podcast is for you if you're ready to find a way to struggle well, take back your power, and live life happier while you're navigating loving or losing someone to addiction. I wholeheartedly believe that when you love someone with an addiction, your life gets damaged in some way. Since we can't control someone else's addiction, but we are greatly affected by it, the number one thing you can do is take back your power and focus on you. I believe happiness, joy, and well-being is available to anyone. So the thoughts and perspectives I share here on the show are my own and those of the guests on the show. If you ever hear anything that feels harmful or triggering, I'm pre-apologizing and I'm open to being better and value any feedback and the permission to be human. That said, always take what you love, what feels good and leave the rest The conversations and tools I'll share here will give you everything you need to figure out exactly how to navigate addiction, put yourself first, and how to build resilience for your well-being in a way that feels really, really good. I use these tools to take back the power in my life to build my strength back up and restore peace. And I teach my clients how to create their own version of a life where they can tap into their power and restore their happiness. My goal is for you to listen and leave saying, why is this the only family or spouse support system that doesn't make you feel like you're the problem? And it feels so energizing, empowering, and uplifting thinking that you're not going crazy after all. I am here for you. Finally, please know you are not alone and you are worthy of prioritizing your well-being. So let's jump into the show. Hey there, Andrea Seidel here. I wanted to do a podcast today because so many people are reaching out to me in the group and the community. And also so many people have private messaged me and And the message is sometimes really, really similar. And it's all about this idea of losing hope. You're starting to feel hopeless, you know, about someone else's addiction. You know, maybe you've been let down time and time again. Maybe, you know, you've seen crazy treatment towards you and yourself or your kids, or, you know, maybe there's promises for recovery, empty promises only to be broken over and over again. And, you know, so many people struggle with these feelings of sadness and hopelessness and just feeling like, you know what, I'm losing hope. Like, 
it is so common to feel this way when you love someone um, with addiction, or if you have lost someone to addiction, you start to feel, you know, like you're losing hope. And the other part of it is, is that we do hope that our partner will get clean, or we hope that, that something will happen that will make them seek treatment. And so if you are feeling hopeless, or, you know, you're feeling, you know, things are going on in your life, like maybe there's a disappearing act, maybe they're binging, maybe after a, a time of recovery, um, it comes back to their drug of choice or their alcohol or gambling or porn addiction, whatever it is. It's like, if it keeps cycling like this and you just find yourself, oh my gosh, no matter what I do, no matter what I say, it is not having impact. It is not helping is not working like something's got to give here and you're feeling hopeless so I have to say first of all it's common to feel hopeless and it's common to feel hopeless especially when you love someone with an addiction or have lost someone to addiction so what if I told you that there is an easier way to get what you want in life to, what if I told you there's a way that, you know, hope can actually give us the energy for change, for energy, for a better future. What if we knew that we could build up our hope and that, you know, maybe that treasured emotion is so powerful and it's like, oh my gosh, yes, Andrea, I want to get more hope, right? I have a little tiny thing that I want to work on with you and I want to talk to you about in this episode because I realized really fast that hope is absolutely not for someone else. Hope is for you. So if we're hoping for someone else's behavior to change, or we're hoping that someone chooses sobriety, if we're hoping, then no wonder we can start to feel hopeless because we literally do not have control over someone else's choices and someone else's addiction. So today I'm going to talk all about what is hope, why is hope important, and where hope can actually cause trouble in our life, and what generates hope. How can we build it up? So you ready? We're going to jump right in. So I'm going to walk you through this. I'm going to help you tune in to what I call the hope channel. <laughs> so we're going to turn the channel and turn the volume back up on hope because hope is such a powerful emotion that can help you in so, so many ways. And if you've been feeling hopeless, this episode is for you. If you want to build that wonderful commodity of hope, then this episode's for you as well. So let's jump in. So first of all, what is hope, right? So hope is basically the expectation for a better future. So this idea of joy and serenity and awe and amusement and gratitude, right? Those are all very positive emotions, right? And then there's also other emotions, right? And hope basically springs into action or hope shows up when we have uncertainty in our life, when there's negativity, when there's, you know, when we're in the muck of stuff, when things are, are nasty. So hope is one of those powerful, positive emotions that actually shows up and springs into action when we are feeling really knocked down, when we are feeling depleted and exhausted. So 
I invite you to really think about hope in a way that it can help you, that it can support you. And as you know, this podcast, my book, the community, we're all about tapping back into your power, taking your awareness onto you and zooming the lens onto you and off the addicted loved one. So this podcast book, everything is focused on you and not saving or curing or rescuing anybody else. This is all about you. And so this idea of hope is for you. It's absolutely for you. And it's a wonderful emotion that can help you so, so, so much, right? And hope is the cousin to optimism, actually. So what we want to do is tap into this belief that we can have impact for a better future for ourselves, not for someone else. There's the caveat. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. So so we want to tap into hope. It, it comes from the belief that you can do something to influence and control your own future. That this is, hope is so important because it allows us to believe that we can, what in what we can do. It, it allows us to tap into our courage and tap into our power. So this is the degree to which we can expect that we influence our future. This is the degree to which, you know, we think that things can go well for us. And I 100% want you to believe that. I 100% want you to tap into your hope for a better future for yourself, for everything that you want. I don't want you to let someone else's addiction damage the beautiful life that you could have for yourself. So that's what cultivating hope will do for you. It is so powerful. And when we are hopeful, right, we believe in what we can do and we focus on what the possibilities for a better future for ourselves can bring. And so when we're feeling hopeless, we actually are thinking about what we can't do, or we're feeling about, um, we're focused on things that we can't change and we can't control. So hope is so important because it brings us motivation. It brings us some emotional nutrients that really help us with perseverance through difficult times. It helps us when it helps us grow. It helps us move forward. It helps us when we feel like we've been knocked down. It's that wonderful emotion that springs into action when we are feeling despair or uncertainty. Um, so hope is something that we can grow, right? There's things that we can do to cultivate hope. And um, so the idea here, and I love, love, love Dan Tomasulo's book called Learned Hopefulness. And a lot of this comes from there. And I just, I just so you know, value his research and everything on hope and how we can learn hopefulness. And he talks about this idea of Pandora. When Pandora opened the jar and released all the difficulties into the world, um, she closed it before hope could escape. So hope actually lived amongst all the disappointment and all the pain. So it knows how to handle it, right? And so hope is used to deal with those. Hope is what helps us get through turmoil and struggle. And it's one of all these positive emotions. Hope is the only one that requires uncertainty and negativity to be activated. So that's what makes hope so unique. And we want to know though, what actually causes where hope gets us into trouble. So let's talk about that. Cause I know hope got me into trouble when I was with my addicted loved one, when I was with my qualifier. And I have to say it kept me in that relationship a lot longer than I probably should have. And, um, it uh, made me stay in, um, 
very abusive situations and just un, unhealthy um, circumstances for me. So hope is something that is so powerful, but it actually can. So what hope can get us into trouble when we are ignoring suffering. Hope can get us into trouble when we we may not see the realities of the situation because we're hopeful. We're hopeful that something's going to change or we're hopeful that, you know, someone's going to seek sobriety or treatment. Um, We become hopeful that things will go a certain way. And that may cause us to stay in situations a little longer than we should, or it might cause us to... Um, override what it is that we really need to be doing and taking action on. So we might find ourselves in that situation and we might find ourselves in a situation where we probably should, we stay there a little longer because hope is keeping us there. So this idea is, is that sometimes hope also is we think that if we're, we, we think hope is tied to someone else. So for example, I hope um, my addicted loved one stops using and um, I hope that he, like we can hope for, for that. But the idea here is that hope is for us. It's not for anybody else. So if you're hopeful for others, then you're more likely to feel hopeless as a result if they don't follow through. It's almost like attaching something. So if we're hopeful for others, then what we're doing is we're kind of expecting or we're hoping or we're trying to control something we have zero control over. We're more likely to to then have the effects of, oh my gosh, I'm giving up hope right because it's it's we don't have control over the outcome so if you change your perspective and recognize that hope is actually for you hope is not about ignoring the reality of a situation it's not about ignoring suffering or things that are not going so well and it's not about controlling or influencing other people's behavior Hope actually teaches us to restore our own balance. Hope teaches us to be hopeful for a better future for ourselves. It turns that lens onto you. And so this idea is, is it's not about controlling or influencing others. Hope teaches us how to restore our own balance by increasing our own awareness and reframing. So basically reframing, thinking, okay, well, how can I have impact on my future? How can I um, make positive changes or enhance my life and become hopeful for me and a better future for myself, regardless of what anyone else is doing in my life? So hope is for you. And I love this idea. And it does seem challenging sometimes, right? When life seems challenging and we feel disappointed, hope is that positive emotion that's just for you. So I invite you to see hope from that lens of, okay, well, I hope you get clean. Yes. But at the same time, let's tap into our hope from the perspective of how can I use this as leverage to take back my power? How can I use hope to imagine a better future for myself? How can I use hope to motivate me to spring into action to help me through times of struggle? How can I use hope and cultivate this hopefulness, right? So that I can really take back my power and I can and take you know ownership for my life and all everything that's going on in it that I have control over. 
So do you see where I'm going with this? Like the key message here is that focusing on what you can, what can be done um, for yourself for a better future for yourself helps to build and cultivate hope. And the idea is, is that, you know, what's happened in the past is what happens in the past, right? And what's going to happen in the future, we don't have control over other people. So the hope that we want to tap into is for a better future for ourselves. And that's the key to understanding how hope can help us right? So turning hope onto you and not necessarily someone else, turn it onto you and your future. Okay. So that is the main key message here, right? And so let's, now that we know, okay, hope is not for someone else. When we do cast hope onto other people, we have the opportunity or the chance to be disappointed. Um, If we cast hope onto ourselves and we take it on like our own and turn it inward, then we have this possibility to really cultivate and build our own hopefulness and take back our power and kind of put the lens on ourselves and what we can do. And that hope is going to help build our motivation and tap us into resources that make us more resilient. So what we want to do is really tap into that. So if hope is something that we that is like a belief or that we can, you know, control some aspect of our future, then, oh my gosh, this is awesome. This is a wonderful resource. So hope actually brings us motivation and emotional nutrients such as perseverance, you know, in the face of difficulties and in our lives and allows us to grow. But we want to know what causes hope to happen. We want to know, is there something that we can do to actually cultivate it? And so remember the caveat, though, is that hope is for you. So focus on what you can do and focus on what you do have control over and not someone else. So let's move into this idea of, you know, hope and how to build it. And from positive psychology research, there are actually many ways to build and cultivate hope. Okay, so we're going to talk about them. Here are some of the ways to cultivate hope. And I actually go into like great detail in my resilience course on how to cultivate cultivate hope because I think it's such a powerful resource and powerful emotion that can help us when we have loved or have lost someone to addiction. It is so powerful turning that focus on you. So here are some, we want some things. We want to focus on seeing possibilities, seeing the positive, going to that hope channel, looking for possibilities in our life of what it is that we want. Possibilities for us, for ourselves, not for anybody else. And so looking and seeing for possibilities. Also changing beliefs. So changing things or beliefs that are limiting, that are holding you back, you know, taking your thinking to court is so powerful. And then also shaping your feelings, like recognizing the feelings and cultivating more positive emotions and doing things that help you feel like you have influence on your life. So we can shape our feelings, just like we can turn the channel on the television. We can turn our channel to the positive positive channel or like, let's look at some positive emotions or the gratitude channel, or, you know, take it, take your, take your channel changer and change the channel so that we can shape and have more of a broaden and build from Barbara Fredrickson's work, um, on shaping our positive emotions, shaping our feelings and actually contributing to it. That can help us when you're feeling despair and down hope is that positive emotion that can help us, um, go into that upward spiral. So I love, Um, the idea of turning on the hope channel, like putting that channel on. Okay, how can I turn the hope channel on my life? How can I turn the hope channel on to me? 
And then exploring your strengths is another wonderful way to tap into and build this wonderful resource of hope. So if you feel and know your strengths or you tap into the things that make you stronger, that you know the strengths that you have, exploring your strengths is very powerful, can actually cultivate more belief in yourself and actually more hope for a better future. The other thing is discovering your best character qualities. This is so important. So investigating and discovering Discovering these amazing qualities that you have or what your friend tells you about that you are just awesome, tapping into those qualities to help build your courage, build your strength and have more hope for a better future for yourself. Those reminders are so paramount and so important, right? And they're going to help. The other thing is to what are some things that are going to improve your life? So what are some things that you can do that you have influence that you know are going to improve your life for you? And what this does is when you start doing these things that improve your life or start to make you feel like, oh, yay, like, you know, I'm starting to do more yoga in the morning or whatever it is, or maybe you're power walking every morning or, you know, walking before bed, whatever it is little tiny things that help you improve your life, they actually make you hopeful. They actually say, okay, yay, like I can see glimmers of hope for a better future for myself. And so that is a wonderful way to cultivate hope, more hope in your life. And then the idea here is to challenging beliefs that hold you back, right? And any of these perceived limitations that you might have. So anything that you think you um, that you know that you have limits to or these perceived limitations is really looking at them, challenge them. I always used to say, that's not true because like I used to think, I used to say to myself um, that maybe I'm not not sexy enough, or maybe I'm not playful enough. And that's why he's going in the garage. That's why he's choosing to be with friends and not coming home at night. And I had all these limiting beliefs in my mind. And then I'd like, what? I like, so I would transform them. I would challenge those beliefs. And I would say one of the best things you can say, and this is positive psychology hack is like, that's not true because you are absolutely stunning, Andrea. It's like, that's not true because you've had, you know, a lot of boyfriends that actually find you super sexy and attractive. And, you know, and then I would take myself, take that thinking to court. Or and you can also say to yourself, another way of seeing this is and fill in the blank. So that's not true because taking your thinking to court And another way of seeing this is, you know, taking your thinking to court. So powerful to help cultivate your hope and a hope for a better future for yourself, right? And and cultivating this emotion of like challenging those limiting beliefs that might be holding you back. And this idea of, it's like, well, actually that's not true. Like, you know, I'm actually fun to be around and, you know, that's not true because I... I value having fun and playing and I value relationships and I'm absolutely caring and blah, blah, blah. You can go down, you see, you can go down that path. Keep asking yourself when you have some of these beliefs that are holding you back and keep saying, challenging those beliefs and any perceived limitation. Okay. And so the idea here is just adjusting your perception, like recognizing who hope is for um, can help cultivate hope because where we get hopeless sometimes is when we're casting this hope onto someone else. So we want to make sure that we're, we're honoring where, who this hope is for, and it's for you. So transforming these negative beliefs into hopeful ones, right? And you can see how we can do that, right? And another thing that's really powerful is having little 
moments of success, little baby micro moments of reaching goals. If you're, it could be as small as, okay, when I get out of bed, I make my bed. It's like, okay, check it off. Okay. Micro moments of goals, like little mini baby steps and little mini accomplishments are so powerful for building hope and making you feel a sense of, yay, yes, I can do this. It's like, believing in yourself and slow and stay little tiny micro goals. Even if you set the timer, it's like, okay, for the next two minutes, I'm going to do abs or whatever it is. If one of your, you know, and then you believe in yourself and you're cultivating this idea and this energy of hope. All right. So the other thing is we want to recalibrate and, um, our goals. So sometimes we have such, and we just kind of, kind of touched on it there. We have these big grandiose goals and we are, how we, we think, oh my gosh, you know, I want to meet the man of my dreams, you know, who has self-regulation, who is like, you know, not, not addicted to anything. And like, you know, maybe we have these big overarching grandiose goals, but the idea is like, you know what, what we want to do is bring it down, bring it down, bring it down and recalibrate our goals, you know, setting goals that help motivate us. So, you know, recalibrating our goals for ourselves is really powerful. So think about ways that you can accomplish mini goals where you can accomplish little brief time limits kind of goals. It's like plan it down, right? So plan so that you can feel that sense of hope. You can see yourself accomplishing slow and steady. You can see yourself moving. That's one way to cultivate hope. So maybe it's if, you know what, every day I'm going to just put effort into putting a bit of makeup on. If that's one of your, one of your goals is to start moving towards feeling confident in your own skin or whatever it is, is like breaking it down right and and helping you see the hope for that to actually come to fruition so you want something you can plan like that you can expect to accomplish and that you can like think of yay like I accomplished this and another suggestion is to do it in time increments so you feel that sense of hope um and just like it, it helps to awaken what's called the hope circuit and again Dan Tomasulo researcher on hope hopefulness learned hopefulness his book a lot of this is from there is just like residual I've read his book thousands of times I reference it in my book and I just you know I'm I'm so obsessed with this idea of hope and how it's so powerful when you love someone with an addiction how to tap back into your power and focus on you um, and just have the courage to do that. So that's some of the suggestions, right? Um, it could be as small as like, you know, planning a meal or taking a walk or answering three emails, like these little mini senses of accomplishment, right? It allows you to believe in yourself. It allows you to build hope and allows you to value, you know, you're feeling better about your life and it helps you to move into these micro moments. The little things have a compound big effect on your future and they have a profound impact also on your well-being. So consider these micro goals and generating more hope for yourself, right? Finding purpose too, developing life priorities for yourself. What is it you want to prioritize? You know, determine what matters for you and cherish those things. Cherish what matters to you. Cherish what it is you want to prioritize. Cherish all those things that are going to positively impact you and your future. And that's how you cultivate hope for you. 
So that's about it. This is such an amazing idea. Again, I love, love, love Learned Hopefulness by Dan Tomasulo. He talks all about this idea of the pebble and feather scale where we need to make our, we need to have more positive emotions and, and more hope, like emotions like hope in order to have a bigger impact because positive emotions are like feathers. And whereas negative emotions are like rocks, like pebbles. And so it's hard to balance that scale, but we can do it. We just need to really cultivate um, more positive emotions and make those like the amount of feathers, you know, more. And so, um, yeah, so this is all about hopefulness. And I really hope by reinforcing this positive potential that already lies inside us, it's a positive emotion hope that's already here inside us. If we can build a greater sense of hope, you know, than we ever thought possible, it can really help us um, tap into hope for a better future for ourselves. It can really motivate us. It can make us feel good. Again, it's that one emotion that is activated through struggle, um, challenge, through all the negative emotions like disappointment, anger, right? And that one emotion, hope, is so powerful and important for us. So that's about it. I invite you to come and join us in my resilience course. Um, I go into great detail about cultivating hope in one of the modules. It's an eight-week resilience course. This early bird is still on. I would love, love, love to have you. I teach all these concepts like these. I go into positive psychology. We tap into your strengths. We cultivate hope and we focus on you and you alone. And this is all wonderful to help you take back your power. So I would love and I invite you to head on over to the website at savingyouiskillingme.com and click on the resilience, eight-week resilience course. I mean, there's so many resources in there. If a course isn't for you, we also have the private support group. We also have our weekly meetups. And there's so many also free resources in there. I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching and, or even grab my book, grab a copy of the book, because again, I go through a lot of these concepts of positive psychology and positive psychology is the science of human flourishing. So this is all how you can take back your power and build your resilience and actually flourish in your life, whether you're with the addicted loved one in your life or not, whether you are trying you know, to love from a distance, whether you are, you know, wherever you are at and is so challenging. You do not need to do this alone. I am here for you. And um, I hope you join us in some capacity and, or just stay here listening to the podcast or stay in this uh, private Facebook group for support from my heart to yours. I want you to know you're not alone. And I hope that you really change this idea of hope and just turn it, tap into it like a commodity, um, this wonderful positive emotion that's married amongst struggle and challenge and some of the more challenging emotions. And tap into it, tap into that resource and use it to help take back your power. So that's it for today, everybody. I hope you got a lot out of this. Again, if you have been listening for a while and you're getting a lot out of these episodes, please, please, please hit, give us a nice five-star re review. I couldn't even say that review and write a review so that other people can find this. Other people who need this support can find us and not feel alone. I put so much love into these podcasts and planning, and I just hope that you're getting a lot out of that. And please share the love and write a review or come join us in that private support group as well. Okay. See you later, everybody. Have a wonderful day. 
Thank you for listening. If you want additional support, you can head on over to our website at savingyouiskillingme.com, where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We are here for you. You are not alone. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone that's going through this struggle so we can all work together to take our lives back and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but week after week. Although I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.